0: You're listening to the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. Whether you're ready to launch the side hustle you've been dreaming about, working to double your freelance income and go full-time, or just seeking inspiration from some of the smart, innovative folks I know you're in the right place, enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host Latasha James, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Latasha James. And today we're going to be talking about social media management, kind of the 101. What do you do when you get a client or when you get a social media management job? How do you actually get the ball rolling? And we're going to take you step by step, kind of the five key steps to getting up and running with your social media management client or account or or job. Okay. So the first thing that you're going to need to do before doing anything really is get account access to their existing social media channels. Now, obviously you're going to bypass this step. If, they don't have any social media channels, in which case you're going to actually need to create social media channels for them. So as far as getting account access, this is a pretty simple process, but it can be a little bit complicated because all of the channels have different Uh, rules or different uh, processes to get access to. So for example, Facebook and LinkedIn, the owner of the account, so that's usually going to be either like a marketing manager, if you're working with a bigger company, or if you're working with a mom and pop shop, it's probably going to be a CEO or a founder or an owner of the company. They can actually give you access to those accounts. So they can just type in your name, your username And then you have access to the account from your own personal accounts. Now, a couple things with that on Facebook, you can be added as an advertiser. You can be added as an editor and you can be added as an admin. Now, if you're just going to be running ads on behalf of the client, that's okay. If they want to add you as an advertiser, that means that you can run ads and boost posts, I think, and that's pretty much it, you know, view analytics, things like that. An editor is able to post content, edit content, but you can't do anything major like add new people to the Facebook page or edit, you know, major portions of the Facebook page. And then admin, you have access to pretty much everything that the owner has access to. So assess your need, you know, understand what your role is. Are you going to be just running ads? Are you going to be creating content? Are you going to be doing all the admin stuff are going to be adding a team an agency team or something onto the account. So understand what you need access to. And then once you have that, here's a little pro tip. I have on my hard drive saved just a PDF step-by-step outlining how to add me as an admin on Facebook and on LinkedIn. You can even go a step further than I've done and create a little video for your client. And I found that doing this just saves so much time rather than like going back and forth on a call or having to visit them on site. If they're an in-person client, just having a really easy file that you can quickly just send over to them is such a big help. So again, same thing for LinkedIn. They'll just need to add you and then Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I don't know if I'm missing any, there's so many social media platforms these days, but those ones for the most part are all just passwords. And if they're not comfortable sharing the direct password with you, which, you know, definitely be mindful of transferring anything via email. I would definitely think twice about doing that personally. I like a tool called LastPass, and I will link it down below. I'll link anything that I mention down below, but it securely transfers passwords, shares passwords, And it's encrypted and all of that tech mumbo jumbo. Now, something else that you may want to think about is asking for access to other tools that they use in their digital marketing strategy. So for example, if they blog through WordPress or if they host a podcast through Buzzsprout or if they use Google Analytics, like things like this that are not necessarily social media platforms, but they may have something to do with their job. You know, if you're responsible for publishing podcasts episodes or new blogs or monitoring analytics, you may want to have access to those things. So it's never a bad idea to just get access to more things than needed, in my opinion. Now, of course, if you're setting up accounts, you all probably know how to do that. It's always a good idea to add your client as an admin if you're setting up accounts for them as well, if you can, just in case something happens to you or, you know, you decide to not work together They have access and you're not going to need to go through that step at the very, very end and like teach them how to get access and all of that. Now the next thing you're going to want to focus on doing before going into publishing content is developing a strategy and this can be very complex. So I'm going to break this up into kind of some of the most important things, but there there is a lot to it, right? And I believe I have a video that goes deeper into strategy, which I will link in the cards somewhere as well. But the key thing to keep in mind here is you want to think about these two things first and foremost. You want to think about the ideal client or customer or audience, and you want to think about the goal, the end goal. Now 99% probably of businesses, their end goal is to sell more of whatever it is that they're selling, of course, but getting really specific about those goals, is really important. How many items do they want to sell? Is there a particular type of item that they want to sell? Is there a timeline? Are they looking, are they hiring you because they want to have a massive holiday season or are they thinking bigger picture and thinking in the next year or so, we want to sell a bunch of stuff. So get really clear on those goals with them and then also understand who their ideal client is. Who are you trying to speak to? And this is really where social media strategy starts because you're going to, Think about their ideal client. If they don't have an ideal client yet, go through and do some buyer persona work with them. I actually have a toolbox. It's called the Social Media Management Toolbox. I'll link it that down below, of course, but it pretty much has every resource, tool, download, template that you'll need for the items that I'm talking about in this video. But one thing in particular, Related to this is we have a buyer persona template. So you can kind of just go down the list and ask them questions about, you know, where are your ideal clients located? What gender are they? What age are they, Etc. And then what I want you to do is study the social media platforms and kind of align that to their ideal client. So for example, if they're saying, you know, our ideal client is a 50 plus executive at a marketing agency. I'm probably gonna look on LinkedIn, number one, and then maybe think about Instagram or Facebook or something else as maybe kind of a secondary platform. Now, it doesn't mean, of course, that we're not gonna tweet. It doesn't mean that we're not gonna be on Facebook. It doesn't mean that we're not gonna be on TikTok, but making sure that you're prioritizing where are we gonna put the majority of our effort? Where do we think we're gonna get the biggest, quickest wins? is important especially if you are working on limited time or limited resources so keep that in mind you also may want to do some competitor analysis now i got a comment actually on i think it was my strategy video saying competitor analysis is like not good you shouldn't pay attention to the competition and then i actually did a video on paying attention to the competition too it's funny how things happen like that but no when i say do competitor analysis i don't mean copy everything that you see. In fact, that is the furthest thing from what I preach or what I encourage. What I'm encouraging you to do is look at trends. Of course, maybe there are things that just make sense, but you also, and probably more importantly, wanna be looking for gaps. So if you're thinking, okay, I'm in the luxury handbag reselling market that is so random, but maybe you are. You look up all the other luxury handbag resellers, and everybody's posting YouTube videos, but maybe nobody's posting a podcast. And you know that that demographic, you know that that largely female, maybe 35 and up crowd, they listen to podcasts. So maybe you have the really smart idea to encourage to start a podcast. I need to, I need to stop with that though because podcasts are not social media, that's a content strategy, so let me back up. Maybe it's Instagram TV. Maybe everyone's doing YouTube and no one's doing Instagram. You get what I'm saying here, right? I mean, as a social media manager, though, I do think it's fair to suggest different content types. It's not necessarily your job to create a podcast for them that's not social media, but it's never a bad idea to say, this is what the competitors are doing. I really think there could be a great place for us in the podcasting sphere. It's not a bad idea. I think 99% of the times uh, clients are going to appreciate the content suggestions too. So that was kind of a sidebar. But anyway, we do have a competitor analysis template in the social media management toolbox as well. So, uh, that'll help you out when doing that research. I typically start with just like the top three competitors. But again, it depends on how large the space is. If it's like a t shirt company, you might want to pick like five different competitors to get a good sample size because there's so many t shirt companies out there. But luxury handbag reseller, maybe a little bit more niche, choose the top three, that kind of thing. So, that's kind of where it's at with platforms. But you also want to develop a strategy around content. So, what are your content pillars? That's what I call them. They're kind of the main, the three main content themes that you post about for them. Think about content types. Are you gonna do a lot of videos? Are you gonna do photos? Is there a particular look and feel that you wanna go for? Is there a copywriting style? Tone and voice is really important as well. You know, are you gonna have a funny, playful copywriting style? Or are you gonna be very serious and very business-minded? Keep all those things in mind. That's all under strategy. Next, you're gonna wanna think about an engagement strategy. Now, this is an area that I think a lot of us forget, admittedly, because we get so focused on creating good content, but then it's like, we need people to actually see it, right? So develop a strategy. Meaning, how often are you engaging with other accounts? Is there a certain time of day that you're doing that? Is there a particular kind of account that you're that you're uh, engaging with? So you know, checking inboxes is a part of that. I think again, a lot of us forget that social media. Is also customer service, and I I think I'm gonna do a whole episode on this. Comment down below if you'd like an episode on social media customer service. But that is a part of our job. If you are e-commerce, you're gonna be getting tweets about hey, where is my package at, and things like that. So you need to be prepared for that volume, and you need to be prepared with responses as well. But even just you know, I don't know, a content brand or something like that, you're still gonna get inboxes, you know, DMs and things like that. So you need to have a strategy for that and not forget about them. On that same page of customer service, you can do canned responses for a lot of these platforms, which is fantastic. So Facebook and Instagram, uh, Twitter, you cannot, I don't think, but what you can do is you can just type out a document and put your customer service responses in there so that you can easily copy and paste them, obviously customizing them to the customer and things like that, you know, not just talking like a robot and saying, hi there, you know, like using their names and things like that but having that plan and having that template in in place is really really important. You also want to like I said, you know, have a strategy for outbound engagement too. So what are you going to be saying on Instagram feeds when you're scrolling certain hashtags? What are you going to be saying to those people? And and furthermore, who are you going to target? Are you going to target based on a certain set of hashtags? Again, I don't know why I'm using luxury bag reseller, but I would do hashtag research as a part of the the social media strategy and the engagement strategy phase, really, and figure out what hashtags we want to monitor or follow. I might choose to engage with people in a certain location tag. So maybe there is a certain store in Beverly Hills or something that you can look on the you know click on the location tag and see people who recently checked in there maybe I'm going to look at the Chanel account the you know original new Chanel account and check out people who have tagged Chanel or people who comment on Chanel maybe you're going to go through those folks and you know comment on their on their pages and things like that now obviously I hope this is obvious to anyone watching but please do not say like, oh my gosh, come follow us. Or I don't know, um, oh my gosh, so cute, girl. <laughs> like the most boring, bland things. You wanna have genuine connections. That is what really is going to get you traction here. So again, you're really gonna wanna do some thinking about this. You're not gonna wanna just like go in and just start emojiing. I mean, nobody likes that. It just doesn't work. <laughs> then it's time to create the content. Okay, so there's two kind of phases here. You can either create content for the client and that should be in your contract. All of this stuff, by the way, should be written out as steps in your contract so that they know what they're getting and you know what you're responsible for. But I digress. You're going to want to uh, either create content for them, which would involve uh, really at the beginning, if, you're, if you know you're gonna be doing a content creation package, you're gonna want to in phase one, Make sure that they ship you out product or get you a code or something to order their products if it's a physical product that you're gonna to need to be you know, taking pictures of or taking videos of. And then you're gonna be, of course, planning out the content styles in the strategy phase. And then, of course, if they have content, maybe they have a photographer in-house or they focus more on writing or more on podcasting where you can create a lot of things for them, then you will want to assemble all that stuff into a folder. I always ask my clients, hey, can you just share like any content that you have in a Dropbox or in a Google Drive or send it to me via WeTransfer, kind of whatever they prefer. I mean, I probably should have a more set in stone, concrete plan for it, but a lot of times they'll already have one of those tools. So I just let them use whatever is comfortable for them. And I like to get that kind of early on so that I just have it ready to go. So, you know, for example, if I'm working with a coach or a personal brand, I'm going to want headshots of them. I'm going to want maybe client photos if they have permission to use you know, through client testimonials, any video replays of trainings that they've done, any of that kind of stuff, like put that in a folder just so I have it. And I know kind of what we're working with. You can also ask them for links to things. So links to blog posts, links to opt-ins, freebies, downloads. I'm sure I'm forgetting things, but anything that they really want to get out on social. And then what I do is I'll do a year long calendar first in Asana. So I'll, I'll create an Asana board for them. And then in the calendar view, I'll just start to kind of map out like, okay, they are going to launch this product on February 1st, or this is a holiday that's really in alignment with their industry. If I'm working with a chocolate company, I'm going to make sure to slot February 14th. And like that whole month really leading up to February 14th, Valentine's day as Valentine's day content, you know, you get the, you get the idea. And I do that just for those kind of big Things, those big campaign ideas, those times that you really need to like block out time for. So I do that in Asana. I just like that tool personally, but you could even just use like a paper calendar, whatever you need. And then I go ahead and I do a spreadsheet. Again, this is in the toolbox, the exact template that I use. I just have a spreadsheet where I type out the social post, the post copy, I mock up the image, hashtags that I'm going to use, the links, all of that kind of stuff. And I'll do like a week first, and I will send that over to the client and I'll say, hey, does this look good? Is this the tone and voice that you have in mind? Is this, you know, is this to your liking basically? And I do really like using Google Sheets for this just because a lot of Clients, you have to remember clients are not social media managers. So if we give them these really complex tools, not that they can't understand it, but it's just another thing that's not really in their wheelhouse. And Just make it easy for them. So Google Sheets, usually most people know how to use it already, and I also like it because they can add comments really easily. They can just right click and like add a comment and ask you to change something, or if you wanna give them editing permission, they can just edit right on it. I like the comment option, just you might not wanna lose your work and and be able to see where changes are made and things like that. I also get the question a lot, do you have them approve every single post? And I don't with the clients that I work on. Now, obviously this varies greatly. I mean, if you're working with a lawyer, if you You're working with a doctor. If you're working with maybe you know industries that are a little bit more, you have to be a little more precise. There's more liability, things like that. Even confidential content types. If you're working with executives, I mean, I've worked even with in my past day jobs where I worked at bigger companies, Fortune 500 companies. When we put something out about our executives or CEOs or something, we couldn't just like willy-nilly throw it up onto the social platforms. We did have to get that approved by PR or by the executive themselves or something like that, legal team. So obviously be mindful of that, but for day-to-day content, if I'm doing content for a stapler, I just looked at a stapler. Unless there's some kind of contest or, or event or something like that, I probably don't need approval on it. But I do get the first week's content approved just to make sure that the client is happy. I kind of give that like the wiggle room content calendar where we can go back and forth a little bit on it, really make sure that that tone and voice and the visual style and all of that is good. And then from there, I'm kind of off to the races on my own. And you know, of course, like I said, if big things come up, we can get those approved as needed. And then you're really just going to schedule it The million dollar question, right? What scheduling tool is the best? They're all very similar. I've done a few videos and I probably will do videos, more videos. Let me know in the comments if you would like me to like test all the social media tools. I don't know. Let me know. Maybe I can make a recurring series or something, but it really just depends on what you like. I've used Hootsuite. I've used Loomly. I've used uh Sprout Social. I've used, anyway, I've used a lot, <laughs> but yeah, schedule it out, you know, schedule that content out. Don't post day to day. Now, of course, I didn't mention stories. This is something to keep in mind and like reels and and TikToks and things like that, that are more in the moment, those you, you can't schedule and you do need a strategy for as well. You need to either decide, are we using stories? Are we using reels or are we not? And then if you are, of course, you're going to need to post those more so in real time, but you can still plan them out. And again, in the toolbox, we do have a stories planner that is kind of like you can mock up your stories in Instagram, save them, and then put them into this planner so that you know week to week what stories you should be posting. So you know, but you you do have to publish those on your own. I think there's a couple tools that allow you to schedule stories. If anyone knows what they are, feel free to comment down below. Okay, and then the last thing you're gonna wanna do is report on success or failure, but hopefully it's success. So get in a regular uh, cadence of pulling reports every single month, just put it on your calendar. I have a recurring, you know, calendar block. It's like a four hour block to pull reports on, I don't know if it's the first of the month, the last, whatever. I have that recurring every single month, so I do that. And then also get a standing meeting on your calendar too. So when you sign your client, make sure that you say, okay, great. Every month we're gonna meet on X, Y, Z date. I think it's really important. I think it's very important to be in communication with your clients at the very least once a month, even if it's just a 30 minute meeting. So you can talk over what happened. And it's a great opportunity to kind of talk yourself up too. You know, if there's good metrics, sometimes that can just go unnoticed if we're not putting ourselves out there and kind of self self uh, patting ourselves on the back, you know, and and really explaining for our clients what social or what digital is doing for them. And then you're also going to use this report to really inform your next month's content strategy or your future month's content strategy. So if you're seeing that a particular type of content is really performing quite well, then maybe you need to amp that up, or maybe you need to put a little ad budget behind that and see if you can take it even further. On the reverse, you know, if you see that you're campaign idea really flopped, then maybe you cut it short a little early and replace it with something new and so on and so forth. Okay, so that was kind of a quick rundown. I know that I could talk forever about each of those steps individually. So if there's anything else that you really want to learn and go deeper on, let me know. But those are the five steps to getting started with your social media management client or job. So I hope that it was helpful and that you enjoyed it. Again, I think the social media management toolbox is gonna help a lot of you who are just starting out. And this is kind of a new and overwhelming experience for you so check that out link down below and I appreciate you all watching I'll be back Monday Wednesday and Friday in December I'm posting an extra time on Wednesdays so be sure to tune in next week subscribe like comment and I will see you then bye thanks for tuning in to today's episode Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. You can also learn about my ultra exclusive membership community, the Freelance Friday Club. Oh, and if you liked what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or throw me a testimonial over at latashajames.com contact. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.